Well, Pesach is coming up very quickly in about a month, and uh, at the Seder night, we will be sitting and reading, learning, teaching, and questioning the Haggadah Shel Pesach, the uh, Haggadah, the story of Passover and the Exodus, which we are obligated to review, to investigate, and to convey to our children and grandchildren on the night of Pesach, the night of Passover. Um, it is fascinating uh, that uh, there is something missing from the Haggadah. And this is not my question, it's a famous question, but if you look through the Haggadah, there is a great personality who was uh, primarily, apparently responsible for the Exodus. Moses is just not there. He's not mentioned. He's mentioned in one place as an aside. Coincidentally, it says that Yossi Hagalili was talking about how many plagues hit the Egyptians. They had, he said they had 10 in Egypt and they were smitten by 50 at the, at the sea. Because in Egypt, you know, Pharaoh's magician said, this is the finger of God upon us. So, and in the, uh, at the, at the sea, it says, and the Jews and Israel saw the great hand that God had wrought against the Egyptians and the nation believed in God and in Moses, his servant. So here is evidence that there must have been ten, five times as many plagues at the sea, miracles at the sea, as there were in Egypt. Because in Egypt it says finger of God, on the sea it says hand of God. So as a coincidental, this is quoting the whole verse, it says the nation believed in God and in Moses, his servant. That's uh, very, very interesting. So that's the only place that Moses is mentioned in the Haggadah. I always think of it as having the movie of the Ten Commandments without Charlton Heston. I mean, how could that be? I mean, Charlton Heston without the, I mean, the, the movie wouldn't exist. So how, why is it that in the Haggadah of Pesach, we specifically uh, seem to avoid uh, any mention of Moses? And by the way, there are certain Haggadahs that have that verse in brackets, in parentheses. And some I saw, I saw one particular old Haggadah that had that part of the verse in parentheses, as if you shouldn't even mention deliberately, even though Moses is mentioned in this verse and the verse is required for evidence about this point, he is deliberately left out. So what's going on? There are a few ways of understanding this. Uh, one way of understanding it is that... Um, you know, this Haggadah that we have is the order of the Haggadah which the Jews read in the time of exile. In fact, at the time when there's a temple in Jerusalem, when the Jews were living in the land of Israel, um, there was a very there was there was quite a different uh, Haggadah. The Haggadah that we read today, as Maimonides says, is the Haggadah of the diaspora, the Haggadah of the exile. So, if that is true, then there's two components to freedom from Egypt. Component number one was the physical redemption from Egypt. We were not slaves, we were not oppressed, we were not in a foreign land, we were taken out of there. There's a second component, which is the spiritual redemption. We were given the Torah, we were given a relationship with God, we were given the uh, spiritual power of free will uh, to overcome anything on a spiritual level, on a moral level, and... Um, those are the two components of the of the, uh, the the freedom from Egypt. Now, commentaries point out that Moses played a part in the physical redemption of the Jewish people, but the spiritual redemption of the Jewish people that was from that was God Himself. Now, since we uh, by by we I mean the Jews living nowadays, since the destruction of the Second Temple, uh, we no longer have the benefit 
um, of the physical redemption. We have had horrific slavery since the exodus from Egypt. We have had horrific holocausts, inquisitions, crusades, pogroms, and wars since the exodus from Egypt, which means the physical uh, benefits of the exodus, the physical uh, benefits of the redemption are no longer with us to a great degree. And so what we are celebrating primarily um, are not the physical, but the spiritual benefits, the spiritual redemption. That is the Torah that we have, the freedom that is implanted in us, that we always have the freedom of reaction. We always have the freedom of our attitude, of our inner self. And that is something which was never taken away from us. But that's something where Moses was not involved in. That was God and God alone who did that. So therefore, one way of looking at it is that we don't mention Moses because our main celebration today of the Haggadah is our spiritual redemption, not so much the physical redemption. That's one possibility. There's another possibility, I think, which is that the exodus from Egypt was not only about freeing us from physical slavery, but it was freeing us from the idolatry of the Egyptians. Because the Jews in Egypt, as Maimonides says, the flame of monotheism that had been lit by Abraham was almost extinguished when the Jews were in Egypt. We were pagans. You know, we worshipped the Egyptian gods. We were superstitious and the same as they were. We were scared of their gods. We were, we were, we were embedded in the words of the Kabbalists in the 49th gate of impurity, whatever that means. But it was pretty, pretty darn low. I mean, it probably makes, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it may, I was going to say it probably makes Las Vegas look good, but I really don't know. Las Vegas may be below the 49, but whatever. Um, in any case, we were in a very low level of spirituality, and we were idolaters as well, pagans. So God wanted to redeem us from that too. But you see, Maimonides tells us that the origins of idolatry were not people denying God. That's not how it started. It started with people setting up an intermediary between them and God whether it were the sun and the moon and the stars, whether it was natural forces, whether it was a person, a prophet, a pious person. He says the origin of idol worship was the slow, progressive separation from a direct connection to the Creator. And he says eventually, first of all, they started worshipping things as intermediaries between the human and God. He says, and then it degenerated. People started worshipping, they forgot that they were intermediaries, and they started worshipping the intermediaries as gods. And eventually the intermediaries replaced the whole idea of God, and then suddenly you had a whole pantheon of, of, of gods, of natural forces, of angels, of this and of that, and people lost the connection to God. So God wants us to have a direct connection to him himself. We are not allowed, according to Jewish law, you're not allowed to pray to any intermediary. You're not allowed to pray to an angel. You cannot pray to a righteous person. You cannot pray to, pray to a dead person. You can pray only to God himself. When we go and visit a grave, we visit a grave because it's an inspiring place. We remember the deceased there, but we don't, heaven forbid, we do not pray to the dead people, ever. We pray only to God. Mentioning Moses in the Haggadah would be a danger of placing an intermediary between us and God. And, in the words of that immortal commercial, nothing comes between me and my God. And that is what the Haggadah is about. It's to say that 
we are redeemed from the slavery of idolatry, from the many, many hundreds of intermediaries between the human being and the ultimate creator between God. We don't want that. As as Jews, God has told us that we have a direct connection. The truth of the matter is not only Jews, but as it says in Psalms, God is close to all who call him, to all who call to him in truth, which means there's no intermediary. You have, you have a direct connection to God. It's a local call, folks. You don't have to use an operator. You don't have to use a phone card. Um, as my good friend Rabbi Rietti calls it, it's 1-800-ALMIGHTY, local free call. But we have that direct connection. And since one of the primary purposes of the Exodus was to remove Egypt from within us, not just to remove us from Egypt, but to remove Egypt from within us, and 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 that meant separating us from idol worship. So of course the the the, the origins of idol worship was this intermediary idea. So who is there a greatest danger of making it into into an intermediary? Moses, because he was the ultimate and greatest human being. So therefore, specifically, he's left out of the Haggadah as an eternal lesson that it's us and God, God and us. Each person has a direct connection to God. We don't need an intermediary. We don't want an intermediary. We don't pray to an intermediary. It's directly us and God. Thank you very much. Have a great Pesach.